Um, I want you to picture this, girls. Okay, picture this. Seeming, seeing as though it's Valentine's Day soon, okay? We are on honeymoon, Mark and I. We are in Thailand, okay? Yes, we went to Thailand for honeymoon. And um, just picture this beautiful turquoise sea and the beautiful white sand, and it's hot and it's, it's gorgeous weather. And um, we decide, well, I didn't decide. Mark decides now he's going to, you know, hire a jet ski, and we're going to go for a jet ski ride. And um, for, let me just give you a little bit of context into our relationship and our personalities. We are like pole ends apart. Um, <laughs> for those that don't know me, uh, Mark and I are very, very different. And uh, he is full of adventure. He is not scared, you know, of many things. He loves speed. He loves adventure. He says a whole lot more yeses then he says no um, and you know me on the other hand I'm more on the cautious side I am a bit of a scaredy cat a bit of a scaredy cat I don't like heights I don't like speed I look at all you girls <laughs> that do um, all these wild adventurous things like I don't know skydiving mountain biking crazy stuff and I'm like amazing for you really amazing go um, and but you know I knew I married a man of adventure and actually I had to step up to the plate. You know, I'm like, okay, I'm scared of this jet ski, but I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I can't be a wimp. So there we go. We hired a jet ski, one jet ski for the two of us. I'm behind him, holding on to him for dear life. And he is going for it. Like he is going for it. And I'm just thinking, my gosh, this is fast. And I'm looking at the water next to me. And if I hit that water, it's going to be like concrete. And I am, you know, I'm going to be sore. So I'm very nicely say to him in his ear, Mark, can you just slow down, please? It's, I'm getting a bit nervous. He doesn't listen. He carries on. He carries on. And I'm like a little bit sterner now, Mark. Slow down. I'm scared. Then still doesn't listen. So I'm now shouting in his ear. And I'm saying, slow down. Stop. And uh, he still doesn't listen. So I do what every girl does in that moment what every girl would do, I proceed to, with my nails, claw into his chest until I draw blood. I, I mean, I remember I even had like um, bits of, of his skin under my nails. I was so scared and he wasn't listening. And uh, eventually he stopped and he, we were in the middle of the ocean. He was so irritated. And here he is, irritated with me. I'm crying. We have this big fight, you know, on honeymoon. I'm thinking, who is this crazy wild man that I've married? <gasps> anyway, and uh, he says, okay, well, if you want to go slow, then you drive. So we changed around, and I'm like steering this jet ski, but uh, the tears are rolling down my face, and I'm like revving, and then it's too positive. <laughs> you know, and eventually get back to the beach. But anyway, it's just a silly story, but I just wanted to give you a bit of context into our relationship. And, you know, a lot of our disagreements in our marriage comes around this, this fact that actually there's a, a lot of differences in our sense of adventure. And um, it's now, I said 15 years here, but it's actually 16 years later. And I want to share just another story with you girls just to set the, the, the tone here. And it's, it's along the same sort of vein. And um, we went camping uh, a few weeks ago with the boys in the beautiful kind of Stellenbosch area amongst these beautiful winelands, uh, farmlands, and um, Mark uh, packed all the bikes, mountain bikes and helmets and everything, and I just thought, well, you know, the boys are going to go ride, that's fine. But um, he had planned all along that he was going to ask me to come for a ride with him. And uh, 
he actually said, well, let's, let's, you know, let's go for a ride, you and I and maybe Judah. And, you know, when he, when he asked me, it's that same thing again. Okay, I can't be a wimp. I'm going to do this. This is not my thing. I don't like the mountain biking idea, but I'm going to do this. And uh, for those of you that don't know my story, I've, I've had a chronic pain journey, chronic pain in my lower back and um, struggled with pain for many years and haven't been able to exercise, haven't been able to really do much uh, hiking with the boys up Table Mountain, going for rides, you know, that sort of thing. And But of recent, I've really been doing so well. So I've started to, praise God, started to slowly exercise. So I was like, okay, you know what? I'll do this. I'm going to do this. Let's do this thing. And as we're getting ready, our helmets are on, you know, Mark's pumping the tires up and we've got our water system thing on, very professional, looking very professional. And I'm starting to get nervous. I'm starting to get sweaty palms and I'm starting to get a flood of thoughts in my mind saying, actually, you are so unfit, Candice. What am I doing? This is unknown territory. This is just this is out of my game, you know. And uh, But I eventually conjured up the courage to go. And you know what? I'm so glad I did because God gave me the most profound, beautiful pictures on that ride. It was, it was hard. But He gave me such a beautiful picture and a word for us girls tonight. So I'm super excited to share this with you. And um, He reminded me as I, as I was riding of our lives as believers and um, that we are all running a race. And the Bible often compares our Christian walk with the race. And it's going to take perseverance and it's going to take endurance to get through some really tough times. The ride felt like a marathon to me. Okay, it was only 14 kilometers. <laughs> but it was, it was like a marathon to me because it was hard. It was exhausting. I was sweating from, uh, I think my heart beat went up to 170 beats per minute in the first two minutes. I was exhausted just getting out of the farm. And um, yeah, there were many, many challenges, you know. And, the, and challenges like hills to endure and climb that never, never end. Soft sand to navigate and not slip, you know. Um, large rocks and tree stumps to avoid. You don't want to hit those at a speed. You really don't. And tree, uh, like branches that you need to duck under and not poke your eyes out and stuff like that. And uh, so much concentration and focus was going on there for me. And I had to hold on for dear life with these sweaty palms, I, you know. And, and I think for a lot of us, life can feel like that for us, you know, especially a year like 2020, um, just a crazy year of, of COVID and all the changes. And, and I think facing another year of potentially more difficulties in 2021, some feel as though we've run a marathon. And it feels like there's still a marathon ahead of us. I know, uh, I know for some of you ladies, you might have lost loved ones. Some of you are battling health challenges. I know there's some of you that are healthcare workers working on the front line, moms juggling kids at home, right? And, um, and work, and it's just crazy. And there's still quite a run ahead for us as we face many challenges ahead. And I just feel like some of us might be feeling a bit weary and a bit discouraged or maybe, um, yeah, just feeling tired. And I just want to say whatever life throws at us, wherever we find ourselves right now, whether it's an uphill battle and you're giving all you got in the workspace and you're not getting much in return, or whether you're um, on the slippery sands of financial instability or unstable relationships and trying to get a grip, or whether it's um, you know, avoiding the rocks of fear and insecurity in such an uncertain time, we need to stay focused. 
I know it's a silly example, but I couldn't believe the amount of focus that I needed on those bike tracks. <laughs> One glance away and I would have been tickets. It would have been bruises and strains, uh, sprains and who knows what. But yeah, I mean, it's a silly example, but I was reminded how in difficult times, focus is everything. And I was just reminded of Hebrews 12, and this is one example of, care, of comparing a believer's life to a race. And it gives us some encouragement on how we can keep going and keep focused. So let's look at that together. Um, it's Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. Let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. I love the scripture. We must remember that the book of Hebrews is written to a church who was weary and tired and had kind of lost vision for the mission. It was written to encourage believers to persevere, not give up in their faith and continue in their faith. And um, the chapter before is a list of men and women, incredible men and women of faith. And let me tell you, the ladies really represent there. If you want to go read some amazing ladies of faith, they represent. Go and read uh, chapter 11. Um, but our ultimate example is Jesus Christ and how we focus on Him, uh, sorry, and how as we focus on Him, we are able to persevere no matter what life throws at us, no matter what trials we're facing. And I just feel God wants to encourage us tonight. He wants to encourage us girls today to not give up, to keep going and to keep our focus on Jesus. So the title of my preach tonight is Look at Him. Look at Him. We sang about it. Look at Him. Remember Him. I love that song. Well done, band. And um, hashtag look at Him. Write it in the comments, ladies. Hashtag look at Him. I'm just going to share another little story. And I think I've shared it before, but it's a great picture of this look at Him. Um, you might have heard this. But anyway, I'm just going to share it again. Mark and I, would, many years ago, were doing a hike in the Drachensberg in Natal. And um, we were up this high, high mountain. And there was this one section that we had to climb up with a chain ladder up the steep cliff. But now you're on top of a mountain. It is so high. I don't like heights either. I'm scared. Okay, if you haven't noticed by now. I am a scaredy cat. Okay. And it took my husband lying to me that his granny and his mom even did the chain ladder. <laughs> and gullible me believes it you know, but he lied to me to get me up the chain ladder, okay? <laughs> so um, there was an old chain ladder on the left, and there was the new chain ladder on the right. The new one was tightly secured to the, the cliff base, but the old one was quite rickety, and it was swaying in the wind. It wasn't secured, and he said to me, Candace, I'm going to go up on the left, and you are going to look at me when you get scared, and I'm going to encourage you all the way up, and I did it. I mean, yo, I had vertigo, sweaty hands. I started to panic. Uh, my heart was pounding and there were a few tears again. I cry a lot. Um, and every time I would look down, I would get scared and Mark would say, look at me, look at me. And I would look at him and he'd be like, you got this, you got this, you can do it. And anyway, I managed to get to the top and there's this beautiful amphitheater and the most incredible views. And I'm so glad I did. But I feel in the same way, the father says to you girls, look at me. Look at me. Take your focus off of your circumstances right now. Take your focus off of whatever trial you are facing right 
right now in the midst of your trial, look at me, remember me, remember me. And um, so out of this Hebrews text, I want to share just two simple points with you girls tonight, which will give us courage to press on in faith no matter what challenges we face. So the first one, very simply, is fix your eyes on Jesus. Verse 1 says, let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus. Gabe preached recently about a war for our attention, and it's never been more true than today than a war. There's a war for our attention. I was just reading some research the other day, and an average believer today reads news and social media feeds about four to ten hours a day. And only 10% of church-going young people interact with the Bible on any day and, for the, and just a few minutes on any given day. There is such a war for our attention, girls. And uh, I think of the things that stop us from looking at Him and distract us. And it's, it's looking too much at either at others or looking too much at ourselves. And if social media gives us any insights into the lives of people, it's that lots of people are self-obsessed. Hey, come on. There's a concern in me that too many of us are fixing our eyes on ourselves and not enough on Him. <laughs> a funny example, that, but the boys and I were on the beach the other day. It happened quite a while back, but we were kind of, the, we were on the beach and there were two young girls in their bikinis looking really gorgeous, you know, taking selfies and um, doing the, all their different poses, which is awesome. I mean, if it, if it lasted five minutes, it's awesome, but it lasted for the whole hour that we were there. I'm not lying. It was maybe even longer. And they, it, it just amazed me that actually they were so self-obsessed and they, they couldn't even appreciate the view around them and the beautiful surroundings and enjoy the moment. And, um, you know, let's make sure we aren't so fixated on ourselves that we are not seeing Him. And Gabe shared also, I'm, I'm yeah, just quoting Gabe here, but how God invites us to look at Him, but He also commands us to look at Him. He commands us to look at Him. He says, look at me, girls. Look at me. Come on. Let's hashtag that, look at me. The word, uh, the word fix actually means to turn your eyes away from other things and fix them onto something. And in order to look to we need to look away from. So I want to ask you, what is distracting you right now? The Amplified Version says, look away from all that will distract us. What is distracting you right now? Maybe you can have a little think. Maybe you can write it down in your notebooks, take a note, a mental note. Is it the news that is consuming you, your every thought? Is it just scrolling for hours and hours down uh, your social media feed? And is that consuming you? Is it an unhealthy relationship or an addiction or an unhealthy habit? Verse 1 says, throw off everything that hinders. Strip off the unnecessary weight. Strip it off to look away from and look towards Him. Hashtag strip it off. Come on, girls, write it in the comments. Strip it off. Strip it off. Okay, but this isn't just fixing our eyes on Jesus, girls. It's one thing to fix your eyes on Jesus, but we've got to know this Jesus. We've got to know him. Ephesians 3.19 says, And to know this love of Christ, that surpasses knowledge. I love that. It surpasses knowledge. And the word know there means through personal experience. It's not a head knowledge. It's not a disinterested awareness. It's a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. We were made. We were created. We were born to know this Jesus. Our knowledge of him is inexhaustible. I love that. We will learn something new about Jesus until the day we die. 
Isn't that amazing? And how do we get to know him? It's so simple. In the same way we get to know a friend, in the same way we get to know a spouse or a partner, we spend time with him. And one of the best ways to get to know him is in his word. I mean, there is worship, there is prayer, there is fellowship. But the word, I really just want to, if there's one thing you remember, it's the word of God. Get to know, give yourself to study him and know him and spend time with him. Give yourselves to this, girls. And this is not just a motivational encouragement for you tonight. This is not a pep talk. Um, This is an invitation and a command from a father in heaven who absolutely loves his girls. Fixing our eyes on Jesus and being able to persevere doesn't come from exerting our willpower. It doesn't come, it's not a mind over matter thing. Willpower only gets you so far. Mind over matter will only get you so far. Desire, motivation will only get you so far. But walking with Jesus daily, surrendering to the Spirit of God inside of us, being obedient to what He's telling us to do, that is what sustains us. That is what gives us life and power and grace. And that's what helps us run amidst whatever challenges we face in 2021 or the years to come. So secondly, my next point, to keep pressing on in faith and endurance, we need to not only fix our gaze on Jesus, but consider Him. Consider Him. Verse 3 says, Consider Him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. And that word consider, interesting enough, interestingly enough, means to weigh up or compare. And when we consider how and why this Jesus endured the cross, it will give us such courage to endure our own trials and our own tribulations. Uh, Verse 2 says, For the joy set before Him, He endured. Why did He endure? Jesus was able to endure because He had a clear goal. He had a clear mission. He had a clear vision. And that was our salvation. That was us spending time with Him and having eternity with Him. I love the message version. It says, He never lost sight of where He was heading. Finishing in and with God, He never lost sight of where He was heading. He could put up with anything along the way. Isn't that awesome? Jesus' vision and mission was clear. To die on the cross for our sin and to make a way for us to come to the Father and to know Him intimately. I don't know about you, but vision and looking ahead for me doesn't come naturally to me. I've got a husband who's a visionary. It comes so easily to him. He's always thinking ahead. He's always seeing the bigger picture and seeing what it could be. And, you know, when he's in that sort of mode, those conversations can be quite frightening (laughs) because he's often verbally processing with me and he's talking about doing this and doing that. And it's now this idea and that idea. And I've had to learn to, you know, not get scared in my facial expressions, but be supportive and excited. And yes, that's a wonderful idea because sometimes he's just thinking there. He's thinking maybe months or years in advance. And he often asks a question to people that he's counseling. He asks, um, what is your vision for your life? What is your vision for your marriage, your kids, your workspace? And I feel the Father is asking you tonight, what is your vision, girls? What is your vision for your life? Vision starts with Jesus, you know. Jesus is our joy and our, to- our eternal hope. He is our vision. When you live for a bigger story, you can put up with anything along the way. Going back to our mountain biking, 
<clears throat> there were moments on, on smooth, flat roads where I could kind of look up and just appreciate the view and look around me at the beautiful surroundings and realize that this almighty, amazing creator God that I serve. And it's just a reminder of the bigness of my God. And those moments would just be so refreshing for me because it would help me to, through the tougher terrains of the rocks and the, you know, the sand and all of that. And, um, and you know, it's those moments we've got to remind ourselves. We've got to remind ourselves of who our God is. And that's why, girls, church is good for us. Being in the Word is good for us. Uh, being accountable is good for us. Uh, you know, being in worship, our souls need to be reminded of the God we serve and reminded of the mission and the gospel story and, the, and eternity. It puts faith into us, you know, to put up with anything along the way. When we ran out of, okay, when we ran out of water halfway through our ride in 32 degree heat, which felt like 42 degree heat at midday, let me tell you, I was moaning, eh? I was done, I'm done, I'm dying. And Mark's like, my girl, you're not dying. You're gonna be okay. Just sit under the tree for a little bit. And I'm like, there's no ways I'm gonna get back. There's no ways. But Mark managed to show me a shortcut on his GPS. And that for me was my vision. That for me was like, okay, I'm going to make it to the end. I can endure with no more water and with aching body and, and muscles that are burning, you know. And uh, that vision was what drove me. That's just a silly point. But anyway, Jesus is our vision. We can run with endurance through uncertainty because He is our peace. Uncertainty of our future, uncertainty of our health or our finances. He is our peace. We can run with endurance through lies that the enemy bombards us with about not being good enough because He is our righteousness. We can run with endurance through times of loneliness because He is our friend. He is our shepherd. We can run with endurance through broken relationships or rejection because He is our beloved bridegroom who will never leave us. And the list can go on, girls. Give yourselves to knowing this Jesus. Jesus is the author and perfecter of our faith. He brings our faith to maturity. That means He, he matures us and He grows, up, grows us and perfects us in our faith. And do you want to know how He does that? He often does that in hardship. He uses hardships and pain and discomfort to, to grow us. And I would love to think that we grow and, and mature when things are dandy and things are easy, but it's unfortunately not. We are creatures of comfort, aren't we? Tom Basson, who's a, a pastor in Durban, he says this, we often equate happiness with comfort, but I feel most alive and fulfilled in the struggle. It's then that I know I'm making progress and living bigger than myself. He says, joy costs pain. <laughs> My physiotherapist um, would say to me, you have to push through the pain sometimes with your exercise. You, you've got to push through the fear that you're going to hurt yourself. And actually, it's not every pain is going to hurt you. Yes, there's pain that does hurt you, but not every pain is going to hurt you. And you've got to almost rewire your brain. And I had to push through and, I, and I've managed to push through and I'm able to do walks and I'm able to do rides. And I'm so grateful to God. And it's just a picture, but we've got to push through fear and anxiety, girls and um, to get stronger and to grow. James 1, 2 to 4 says this, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance and let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. I want to be mature and complete. I don't want to lack anything. Mark shared last night that we all want the benefits of Christ, but not all of us are willing to go on the journey of growth and maturity. You know, with privilege comes pain. 
Let's embrace discomfort and pain, girls. We don't need to like it. The Bible says let's endure hardship as discipline. God will use whatever you're going through right now. It'll never, ever go to waste. He says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him. In all things, God works for the good. Even in your pain and even in your suffering right now, he will use it for his good and, uh, and his purposes. <clears throat> Let's press on, girls. God has created us for hard things. God has created us for hard things, and there's more in you than you know. God is reminding us to look at Him, remember Him. Maybe you've looked, maybe you've looked to people that have let you down. Maybe there's been broken promises over your life from people. But God says, so is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish that for which I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. Look at him. Maybe you've looked at people and they've rejected you and, and you've lived with rejection over your life. Jesus says, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Look at him. Maybe it's just going to cost too much, you say, to look at Jesus and to walk with this Jesus. But he says, whoever loses their life for me will save it. Look at him. We need to get over our fears. We need to find courage, girls. And in this season, we've got to look at him. We've got to remember him. We've got to trust him. There are fresh supplies of grace and comfort and courage for all of us. Let's fix our gaze. Let's consider him. Let's give ourselves to a bigger gospel story, girls. He's called us to great things.